0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, people who nap longer than 90 minutes, people who sleep longer than nine hours, and people who sleep poorly are all at increased risk of stroke, according to a study in neurology the online journal of the American Academy of Neurology. Whilst napping for less than an hour seemed fine, those napping for over 90 minutes had a 25% increase in their risk of stroke, according to the study. Those sleeping for more than nine hours at night had a 23% increased risk of stroke. And those who rated themselves poor sleepers were 29% more likely to have a stroke, whilst those who were both a long sleeper and nappers were a whopping 85% more likely to have a later stroke. The researchers said that more research is needed to understand how taking long naps and sleeping longer hours at night may be tied to an increased risk of stroke. But previous studies have shown that long nappers and sleepers have unfavorable changes in their cholesterol levels and increased weight circumferences, both of which are risk factors of stroke. In addition, long napping and sleeping may suggest an overall inactive lifestyle, which is also related to increased risk of stroke. The study questioned over 30,000 people in China where midday napping is common, for six years and adjusted for stroke risks like blood pressure, diabetes, and smoking. The average age was 62 and had no previous history of strokes or other major health problems. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that first of all, it's important to understand the research. The first thing I want you to understand is the difference between relative risk and absolute risk, which often gets confused when we're talking about these sort of studies. So whilst we might be talking about a 25-ish percent increase in the risk of stroke in terms of the relative risk. In terms of the absolute risk, what we're talking about here is the chance between a 0.7% chance of having a stroke and a 1% chance of having a stroke. So the actual absolute difference is 0.3%. Hopefully that's making sense to you, but it's important that we understand that when we talk about some of these changes, particularly when we start talking about interventions to help prevent these problems or other health problems, we need to understand that Whilst the number in terms of the relative risk may sound high, the absolute risk may not be making as much of a difference. It's also, once again, important to understand, as we've mentioned in many of our other episodes, that... Correlation does not equal causation. In this case, what we're looking at is a study that had a simple questionnaire examining people's sleep habits. And whilst that did show, or at least apparently show an effect, it certainly doesn't prove that the difference in the sleep was the cause of the stroke increase. It's really important we understand that whilst this is significant, potentially really significant, it's only one small part of the puzzle. And we need to make sure that more research is done to more closely examine this Perhaps to look at it with more higher quality research and higher levels of evidence to be able to really definitively show the link as well. The other thing that I think it's important to consider here is that you know, if it is a correlation, not a causation, then what is it that is actually causing the problem? You know, it may well be that both napping for prolonged periods of time or sleeping poorly or sleeping longer at night may be caused by the same thing that actually causes the stroke. So they may both be effects rather than the napping being the cause of the stroke. And so then that allows us to start looking at, well, what might be causing both of these effects? What might be the underlying lifestyle, environment-related conditions that are causing both the stroke and the increased napping or sleeping or poor sleep quality? So it's also important, obviously, to understand that this is just one subset of one population. Now, I feel a bit funny pointing this out just in this study because I In some ways, I feel like I'm only pointing it out because this is in China and these are people different to me. But of course, this is relevant to all of the other studies that we've looked into as well, if they've been taken from a population in just one location. So you know, in this case, we're looking at 60-year-old Chinese people. Is there something inherent about their lifestyle, whether that's their diet, whether that's their work hours, whether that's their living conditions? that may mean that it applies differently to people in that region as to other regions of the world as well. So these are all things we need to consider. When it comes to causes of sleep quality and potentially poor sleep quality, we're looking at things like a sedentary lifestyle. We're looking at your diet, particularly caffeine and alcohol consumption that can be really strongly related there. There can be other concurrent illnesses that can be linking in with this. Things like screen time and whether you're getting good quality natural light particularly in the morning, um, how you're managing your stress, whether you're doing shift work. you know, All of these things are potential causes that could cause lack of sleep quality. They could also potentially be causing these strokes as well. So I think it's really important if people are not sleeping well that they understand that that is an issue and a challenge, that it may be linked to an increased risk of strokes. But I think the most important thing is that we then look to what are the environmental and lifestyle factors that may be causing you to sleep poorly, and once again, may also be increasing risk and chances of having a stroke. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com.